Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing More than a feeling To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save your life To be powered by love Grace and peace to you. It's going to take me just a second to get set back up. It's a good Sunday to have a ton of things happening, but it also means space gets a little crowded at times. And so I wanted to begin this morning. It is Camp Sunday, and so like any good Camp Sunday, we have to begin with a little bit of a game. And so this is a little audience participation, so I know the Lutherans in the crowd just had a little bit of a shiver run up your spine, right? Right. So... I promise it's not bad, but here's the game. I'm going to show you a picture zoomed in, and I'm going to invite you to do the non-Lutheran thing and actually kind of shout out your guesses or your answer. So this is a very zoomed in photo of something that is kind of a bigger picture, but it'll help us get to the sermon idea. So if you want to make it a shorter sermon, guess, okay. So I promise you, this is a really good thing. So while we're setting up here and kind of getting ourselves fully situated, here is our first image of the morning. And so I'm curious if anybody out there knows what this first image is. If you're online, jump in in the comment section. You're part of the game too, so let us know. Anybody have a wild guess what this might be? A snake, an alligator, those are some of the answers I heard. Anybody else? I'm sorry, ice? Ice, okay. Frost, ice down the window. Um, What if I said none of those are right? An elephant? You're really big for something really small. I'm loving all the answers. I'm hoping you guys are jumping in online with us too. Here is the answer. All right, I have a few more because games are kind of fun and you're all laughing, so we're going to stick with this one a little bit. How about this one? This one looks really odd, but I promise you it's something some people might like if if this is your thing. So what guesses might our audience or our online audience have this morning? Mustard? Pasta, okay. Yep. Okay. I'm hearing all these answers. Anybody have a guess? What if I told you it wasn't any of those? I know, right? (laughs) The seeds of a pepper. All right, how about this next one? It's kind of fuzzy. There's some hairs hanging off of it. This one might be a little more challenging. But how about I give you a little hint on this one? One of these a day we'll keep the doctor away. Yeah, the stem of an apple. 
seeing that small image is kind of tough to guess this kind of bigger thing, right? Okay, I have a couple more. Oh, paperclip. You guys nailed it. You got that one right away. If you said trumpet, that happens too. You can kind of see there might be something there. All right. How about this one? I heard it over here. I heard celery, toothbrush. What were you going to say, Weston? Straws, maybe. It is something I hope you're using a few times a day. My kids, this is for you, a few times a day. All right, this one is a little weird. So I have to admit. Did, did you say, I'm sorry, a strawberry stem. You're close. I don't know if this one is a fruit or a vegetable. There's some debate about this. Ah, see, we got a few responses there. It's a tomato, the stem of a tomato. All right, our last one. I heard it over there, a ballpoint pen. Yep, so we had a few in the back that shouted a ballpoint pen. I'm surprised you got some of these because it took me a while to get to this kind of image, but it's the tip of a ballpoint pen. You see, this morning we are talking about this image of God. And I think it's fascinating because often in our lives, I think we take this grand image of God and we squeeze it down to something that feels manageable and understandable and easy for us to digest. I think we make these sort of assumptions in our faith that really kind of narrow down, well, what is the fullness of God in this story? And this is where I need a little help with technology this morning. So we're cheating the system so I can see what's behind me. But what I want to talk about this morning has to do with this idea that I think often we take our image of God and we put it in what I would like to call this morning, guess what, our God box. We take this image of God and we put it into what feels comfortable and sometimes doesn't feel comfortable. I think we need to say that openly, that some of our images and rules and things and expectations we've made of God narrow down this image. And so I grew up in the church. I was lucky enough that my parents brought me to church most Sundays. But I learned something very early on that my parents taught me about faith in a way that sometimes was really great but I also learned that I had a lot of challenges, too. And so I'm going to share some of those challenges this morning. I grew up that in order to come to worship, a person must come in their Sunday best. Anybody else have that experience? That how many grew up with uh, having to have your sport coat or your jacket or your suit or your hat or like this photo, you know, this image that we put on every Sunday and in a way, it said that God expects our very best when we come to worship. And that's an image that I carried with me for a long time, that the church has good people, perfect people who worship together. And now the second image, this. I grew up in a church with all sorts of uh, stained glass windows and pictures and images of Jesus that looked an awful lot like me. Overly white, probably Scandinavian. 
If you took out the bottom half of the picture, you probably would guess, is this Lars Larsen, or is this a picture of Jesus, right? This Scandinavian white image of Jesus. And now imagine my surprise when I got to college and people said, wait a minute, Jesus was from the Middle East. Oh, doesn't look like me. So I had to wrestle with this really big faith question who is Jesus and what does Jesus look like? But is Jesus the same for them as for me? And how do I make sense of that? This next one is a little more challenging. I grew up with this assumption that scripture, well, the Old Testament is angry God. New Testament is Jesus and love and picture perfectness. And so we don't really read the Old Testament unless we read cutesy stories about Noah's Ark and animals and that type of thing, right? Anybody else have that type of experience where the painting on the wall didn't really match the full story? And so it took me a long time of discovering, well, what is this faith thing for me? So I wrestled with that huge question as a person of faith trying to figure it out. Now, this next image, um, Stoic Lutheran, Minneapolis, the only acceptable way to sing a hymn is with an organ, right? So to bring a guitar into worship was a little bit scary. You know, it led to other things, and we don't want to talk about those other things. Are you feeling like these might be your box items too, in some way, shape, or form? I grew up with an image of church that God and people are male and female, period. But there's nothing else to that. This is the church of my roots. It's where I grew up. And so to enter into a church or a community where people are different than me felt uncomfortable. See, I had placed it in my box because that's what I knew. And I had to live in that moment of well, what do we do with this? How about this? Our list of rules that live in the life of church. You know, God is not okay with people who smoke or drink or people who ride motorcycles because that's a different kind of person. God's not okay with dancing. Anybody remember the leave room for Jesus kind of dance that happened? Right? Oh, I got some people in that one. There's familiarity there, and that's what I knew, right? That's the understanding of God that I had. Sex before marriage, heaven forbid, a child before marriage. Well, there's a God pointing a finger. Again, is it good? Probably not. How about this, that God's not okay with a swear word every once in a while? Nah, okay, we'll leave that one where it is. But breaking any rules meant that you're more sinner than saint. It led you to believe that you needed to be on the outside of something rather than in. And I think often the church has had to deal with this image of, well, there's heaven and there's hell, and if you're in the middle of that, you've got some work to do. Instead of seeing God in God's fullness. You see, not living into that perfected, boxed image 
of God can create a lot of shame, a lot of doubt, a lot of inadequacy. And sometimes that box has a way of keeping us apart from other people rather than together in relationships with one another. How about this? What if who God is and who God has created us to be is so much more expansive than boxes and things that we grow accustomed to? You see, there's familiarity in this box, and it's a box that every once in a while I lean back into. But it's not the place that God has called me to dwell. And so this is my camp story. I spent a couple of summers at Luthercrest, of all places. And Luthercrest is the place where all of these assumptions went out the window. And I learned very quickly that you can have some dance moves. By the way, our dancers were absolutely awesome. Thank you for that. You can dance. You can sing. You can worship God in a pair of shorts around a campfire. And that God, who is present in our church, is also present in the places that feel unfamiliar. And to be challenged to step out of my box was powerful for me. You see, I learned from people who were from different ethnicities, political affiliations, religions even, who came to an understanding that God is here and we worship God together. And so I learned that camp was a place where I could challenge those assumptions. But the best part of camp, if you've ever been, if you've ever had that experience, was being surrounded by people, by community, who offered to meet us in places of uncertainty. And so this kind of image this box got shattered pretty quickly. And God was bigger than what I had grown up with. God challenged what I felt comfortable in. And so as we're thinking about this this morning, this text from Ephesians, this is Paul's prayer to a group of people. A group of people who struggled to make meaning of this head knowledge of faith. All the things they had learned and put into their box. And moved to a space where grace met them. And Paul's prayer is that they would move from the head to the heart. To the fullness of who God is. And they did so by trusting that the Holy Spirit would accompany them. That sometimes taking risk meant leaving that space of discomfort and moving into an opportunity to engage with one another. And it tells a better story. So when we, as people of God, gather together, we see a different picture of the fullness. Each of us brings our own story to the conversation. And we're met with the goodness of God. And so Paul writes, Now to God, who by the power of the Holy Spirit, the power at work within us, is able to, com- to accomplish abundantly far more than all we could ask or imagine. To God be the glory, the church, and in Christ Jesus, to all generations, forever and ever. See, when we gather together, we can do exceedingly more than we think and imagine, because God's here. Paul isn't talking about head knowledge, doctrine, 
tradition, rules, or assumptions, but the heart knowledge of being rooted and grounded in the love of Jesus. This is Paul's prayer to all of us, that we be rooted and grounded in love. As people of faith, at some fundamental level, we know a lot about God. We've studied, we've done the work, but it's the challenge of moving from the head to the heart. And so here's my thing for us this morning. I am so incredibly glad you are here, whether online or in person. I'm glad you tell a different story of who God is for you. And that story brings us together as a people of God. And we celebrate the goodness of a God who meets us here, right now, in this place. And a God who meets us out there in the world. And that's the beauty of a God who keeps us rooted in that hope. And now may we experience and may we come to understand together with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the height, the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge so that we may be filled with the fullness of God. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.